full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Episode, actually, episode number 17 of Short Bus Cinema. I'm Rick. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the guy that operates that uh, hydraulic lift in the back of the bus. And the guy driving the bus is none other than Mr. Johnny Krug. What is up, my buddy? What is up, man? Glad to be back. It's going to be an awesome episode. It's going to be some kind of episode, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about a real diamond in the rough here, or just something in the rough. <laughs> Crystal in the rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I, I kind of stumbled upon this movie in our quest of bad movies and just saw the trailer for it more than anything else, and I sent it to Johnny and said, hey, let's tackle this one. That could have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this movie is definitely unique. I mean, you look at a lot of these sci-fi thriller horror movies from this time, and, and yeah, this one definitely is it's completely different than anything I've ever seen. It really is. Uh, and we'll get into this as we go along, but man, this one just throws such a weird curveball at you that you almost feel like you just it changed gears in the middle of the movie. It's like... I don't know, maybe a producer said, uh, you know, bottom out and finish the movie, but you have to finish it this way. <laughs> you know, it's just so- I almost feel like if you look at a movie with three acts, I almost feel like each act is completely different in this one. It's it's just such an oddball film. So and what we are talking about is 1980, what, six, 1986 Star Crystal. Uh, never had really heard of this before. I do remember the artwork. So uh, there's one part of the artwork that's sticking out there that used to be on the old VHS boxes that I remember. It's like a big eyeball, and there's like a spaceship flying into it. And I kind of remember that. But this thing has three different pieces of artwork that represents this movie, and none of them are even close to the truth of what this movie is. You know, one, no. of them, one of them has this real cool-looking alien, and it has these bodies and cast. It's, it, it's kind of like a – it looks like a life force kind of ripoff. And man, this thing is so far from Life Force, it's not even funny. <laughs> I'm just sitting here on IMDb looking at this movie, and you know, when you're on IMDb on the app, it actually will, like the the header picture on the top of the page will scroll through pic- several pictures of the movie. Yeah. And this one just scrolled to the picture of the alien at the very end of the movie, and I'm just like, oh my god, he's so he looks like he looks like a, a high like fraggle or something. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Uh, well, we don't want to spoil too much of it, folks. We're going to take a little short break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump right into Star Crystal. See you in a minute, folks. Get out of the way! Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. 
I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know, that might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, I, we might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that I think sure why not well you know what? I don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us I like that you can find us at who will survive on iTunes Stitcher on the Legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name oh wait can we do it underwater oh, with that, piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool We're back with Star Crystal from 1986. The IMDb score is a 3.3, which is a pretty solid high rating for a movie of this caliber. Uh, this Most of the reviews I've read on IMDb have given this movie about a 2 or less, and uh, I think it's going to be very divisive if you watch it. If you, and again, if you want to watch this movie when we're done talking about it, it is streaming in its entirety on YouTube, and its entirety is about 93 minutes, and <laughs> it, it does not cut anything out. <laughs> <laughs> Which could be for you know the worst. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it, it kind of goes on for a while. You know, uh, you feel like it's starting to get a little momentum, and then it just kind of goes. Uh, can we do something else? <laughs> well, you look at you look at like a lot of these old like um, David Dakota movies or like uh, Fred Olin Ray movies, and they knew exactly what they were. They're like, okay, we're gonna come in, do a solid seventy minutes, and get out. All right. <laughs> and, this director's like, no, I think we could put another 20 minutes in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God, because, you know, the last 20 minutes of this movie alone is, you know, just yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This movie is uh, is directed by Lance Lindsay, who, from what I can tell, he, he hasn't done a lot of things. He did um, some episodes of McLeod back in the day, if anybody listening remembers that show. <laughs> um and he did a, a movie with several of these actors that are in this one called Real Bullets, which actually sounds pretty good. I don't, you know, I haven't read anything about it except for the synopsis. But the synopsis for that movie is a bunch of stunt performers go off. They go off in the woods or the wilderness somewhere, and they stumble across like uh, like a drug lord, and they they witness all this stuff. So now they have to survive, use their stunt skills for real. Oh, and then do they become friends? So at the that end? that sounds like. A, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it, that to me sounds like it could go a very Jim Cotta direction. <laughs> yes. And hey, I'm down with that. This absolutely. movie stars absolutely nobody, but I mean, <laughs> it has C, C. Justin Campbell in it, Faye Bolt, which, you know, it's kind of sad she didn't do a whole lot more because Faye Bolt is kind of a cool name. Yeah. It's got John W. Smith, Taylor Kingsley, and uh, I can I can read names all day, but you've you've probably only seen one actress that's in this movie. And she's she's very like brief in the film, so it doesn't really matter to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you go by what IMDb says, this movie. The, the plot synopsis for it is crew members aboard a spaceship encounter an alien life form intent on killing them. That sounds cut and dry enough, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it's just straightforward. That's and, all it uh, says? That, that is it. That is it. Well, they're <laughs> they kind of right. They not want to spoil anything. <laughs> well, right, you know, the movie man. starts off, I mean, it starts off in the year 2032, so right. it should make you all feel better that in 14 years this is going to happen. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's 2032 and it's a routine Mars expedition. And you know, saying that you go into the red planet is one thing, but they didn't have to take it Jeez. that literal, man. This screen, I mean, this this is so far, I mean, it is red. I mean, it's 
let's just put it this way if a, if a bull was watching this movie he'd be mad as hell <laughs> watching this thing <laughs> the, the only thing I could make out in like all of the dust and redness was the, the fanny packs that the astronauts were wearing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was going like, to say are they wearing Air Jordans and fanny packs? I said the, the spaceships, the, the spacesuits look so cheap, they make the Mr. Roboto outfits that sticks with wearing look incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are bad. So they're out there, you know, doing this expedition, and they just dig up a big baked potato out of the ground. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it looks like a giant jewel turd. It's just. <laughs> But you know what, though, like that they're out there on an expedition, but, you know, they, they do have time to play some football, which, you know, they, they mentioned that, but we they never show it, which is something that probably would have made it a little bit more fun in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. Showing the <laughs> but, football on Mars. <laughs> but you do get to see it a lot later on. <laughs> yes. Uh, when they're researching the footage. But, yeah, they, they decide to take this big baked potato and take it back to the ship. And uh, they're headed back home. <laughs> So they take it in and they get the the doc on the on the ship. I guess he's the doc, the scientist or whatever. And uh, he basically just says, "Yeah, it's a rock." <laughs> so they think they've got some kind of big find because they use some kind of metal detector. And uh, he scanned it and stuff. And this scene right here, I think, just really sets the pace for the rest of this movie because it's so awkward. Uh, so this is the doctor scanning this stuff, but I want you to pay attention to the laugh. So what do you think, Doc? I don't know, you guys. Looks like another rock to me. <laughs> well, Doc, see the way I see this. This little probe here is going a hell of a lot of money. According to this rock scanner, this thing is full of electronic circuitry. Ain't that something? <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something else, Doctor. We're the first guys to play football on Mars. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Right there, and he right there, he points straight to his uh, American patch on his on his really bad space suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is totally NASA approved. And they're drinking out of these like water bottles that have Coca Cola printed on them, like they're some space age Coke bottle. But oh my god, they just look like water bottles. <laughs> they look they look like the the bottle that you refill in a, in a hamster cage. <laughs> if, if 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 you pulled it out of the hamster cage and wrote wrote Coke on it and filled it with Coke. <laughs> So right after this, Laura, Laura Brannigan busts his in and, and tells him that the major wants to see him. And and then when they take off, the baked potato's on this tabletop and it opens up and out pops the star crystal. One thing I thought was really funny is when she she busts in and she's angry as all hell. But it's, the, the way, her, the line that was written here in her phrasing, it, it was so funny I had to rewind it twice. Because she says that the the captain or whatever is disturbed at how long it's taken them. I'm like, he's disturbed or he's a little upset? Like, you make it sound like he's having a full down break, full on breakdown in there. <laughs> because oh, a couple man. of guys, you know, spend an extra five minutes to play catch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they play football. Well, that's the thing about it is later on you find out there's like 15 hours of them playing football on the Mars. So, yeah, they probably did take a long time. Uh, <laughs> a yeah, disturbingly amount of time. Exactly. Uh, playing football. That's what they call it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, the baked potato starts opening up on, on the tabletop. Some really nice paper mache going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and some ooze comes out and slaps on the ground and then on the ground is a little slimy creature uh, and then all of a sudden the spaceship starts losing power and it shuts down and removes all the all the air supply just like this I'm all out of love I'm so lost Which is understandable if you're an alien and you hear that for the first time. You know, turn that off. So we're <laughs> led to believe that this little bitty slimy thing that's falling out on the ground, which basically looks like uh, the glow worm that they had back in the 80s for kids to sleep with, but just real slimy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a phlegmy glow worm. Yeah. And uh, he just, uh, I guess, decides he just wants to kill everybody on the ship. So now you get this spaceship just floating around with dead people on it. You know, for that for that whole thing to just happen automatically without them really saying. I mean, they have they show you the computer screen where it's like, you know, <laughs> it tells you they're losing all the air and all the 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 you know the 
compartments or whatever, and, and then it says alert like three times in a row. <laughs> um, then right after that, it cuts to just it's it's almost like it's almost like a, a '90s music video where all the kids are passed out in the living room in the morning. And, right. And you know they're all just strung out of their mind, but like everybody, they look almost like zombified. They're just laying yeah. everywhere. Just it's so as far as the things like that in this movie go, I will give it props that you know that, that caught me a little off guard. You know, I mean it, oh. it was never really explained, but right. Yeah, well, I guess the oxygen shut off and they just deformed. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's the <laughs> thing about it. But and I have to agree with you. I, I think this movie has a lot of heart because some of these effects. Are not really bad at all, you know. When no, it comes down, to, and that may be where they spend all the money because they definitely didn't spend it on other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, after all, all of them are dead, then uh, uh, it cuts to two months later, and the dead ship floats to a space station, which <laughs> makes the space station at the beginning of the MST3K beginning <laughs> look incredible. <laughs> And I don't know if you noticed this now, Johnny, but when they open those big doors to let the ship come in, there's two Millennium Falcons <laughs> on oh, yeah, those yeah, doors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they've actually done like a tour of it where they show you like all the little toys and things they glued to it. Oh, it's, it's pretty neat. Neat. <laughs> yeah, that was the budget. Hey, I've got this old Millennium Falcon. We'll just glue that to this to this door and it'll look like, you know, some kind of cool pattern. I don't know. Well, I think... Was- I think- Joel had it originally. I think he they had said that he started off as almost like a prop comic. So he he had all these places he went to, like you know, secondhand stores, and he got all this stuff, you know, and or just whatever people had people had extra that they could glue or nail to the wall. Man, that just that just <laughs> caught me so surprised. I was like, wow, not even really trying to hide the fact it's it's an obvious Millennium Falcon. You're going to see these things throughout the the actual ship. That uh, the, the the alien has killed everybody on is a pretty cool looking ship, and they must have thought so too because you see it like I don't know, three hundred times in this movie. They just keep showing shots of it over and over. <laughs> when it cuts two months later, like does it say they're having an emergency reaction meeting? It's something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, the, the space like, council later. <laughs> <laughs> you got space council space council meeting that. I can only describe it as it looks like Mark's ha- Mark Hamill's older, uglier brother. <laughs> and he's making small talk <laughs> with the blonde chick from ABBA. And uh, we meet everybody there. I mean, you meet the new expendable crew, right? So the, you know, the ship has come in, and they're trying to decide what to do. Uh, they decide to send a crew on there to kind of clean things up and make you know see what happened. You know, get the black box or whatever to find out what issues really happened. And... Uh, then you get this meeting, like I said, of the council, which is <laughs> really, really weird. These guys are sitting around in this room in the dark with a looks like a Yahtzee table or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, they should have this, one dome light over the table. Yeah, yeah. And you got the guy that smoked like seventy cigarettes in the last two minutes. And uh, <laughs> it cuts to those guys back and forth, and then you get our new computer whiz that's working on the the computer, and you know, so you're meeting some of our new expendable crew, and uh, he's talking to the only black guy in space apparently, because he's the only <laughs> black guy you see in the rest of the movie. While they're talking, the little creature, I guess that's the best way to describe it, is is listening to their conversation, and uh, he kind of makes a sound like this when he's listening. You know, you never hear about this stuff back on Earth. And for sure you never hear about it in the telepapers. Hey, is my battery right over there? Oh, never mind. Here it is. Look at those guys have been so stupid. He sounds like Pee Wee in the theater or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's Paul Rubens in the theater. It's any phone message left by uh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> We're back at this meeting, and Major Porter, who's the guy that's being kind of grilled over this stuff, but he's talking to these guys that are not even two feet away from him, but he's talking like he's at a McDonald's drive through <laughs> Our company cannot take the responsibility for the incompetence of Major Porter's men. My men have nothing to do with cracks being found and four out of the five outtake valves. <laughs> the valves have been replaced. And twice last week, two second stage alerts. What are you, you shouting for, damn man? well, Porter. That we corrected any problem before any real danger occurred. Any real danger? What about the damage to the inner line You should four? check the files on Don't Generator 4. Don't you about any real danger? No. 
<laughs> it sounds like genuine reactions too. It doesn't sound like like an like he's reading lines. It no, sounds like he's actually pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going on. Then you've got all of a sudden they just they find out that there's a fire on one of the levels on the space station, and the space station is going to blow up. So now the crew that's on the ship that's in there doing their cleanup job and stuff have to decide what to do because this whole level this space station is going to blow up. So they decide to, uh, you know, get out of there. But what's funny is when you're looking through the space station, and uh, apparently this space station is just an airport lobby with some escalators. Because <laughs> it didn't look like a space station at all. It looks like, you know, Delta. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, filming without a permit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Oh. Uh, so uh, the spaceship mechanic uh, tells the computer whiz Roger that they need to get that ship out of there before it blows. Now, this mechanic, we'll talk about her in a little bit. She's one of a kind. But uh, so they're pulling off and you get this big dramatic thing where they're watching it explode. But it really looks like they're just looking at a blank wall. I mean, it's the weirdest Dude, reaction. they never show a screen ever. No. So, and you know, how are they seeing this? Actually, that's, that's the thing I never could understand. <laughs> But they get away just in well, the nick they're all, of time. they're all looking dead, dead, dead forward. Yeah. Or you know, facing forward. Even though the <laughs> explosion's behind them. So maybe they have the rear view cameras. I don't know. It is 3032. That technology is here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I think those only work when you're in reverse, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you get your new crew, and then they decide to, hey, there's only a handful of us. We've got to somehow take this ship and make it to... Back to Earth is what they're wanting to try to get to. Their new destination, back to Earth, which is a long way off. This ship's not made for this kind of work. So there's not enough food on the ship. So they're going to try to find a way to get to the next space station and make it all the way to Earth. So they assign new jobs to everybody that's on there to try to make it through this stuff. You've got Cal. He's the military guy. Again, the only black guy in space, right? And he's kind of your comic relief. He's kind of the cool guy. You, You like him. You got Dr. Kimberly, uh, who's in charge now of food and water. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. That's what well, she's, you're she's kind of she's kind of the fragile one, right? Well, she's the uh, she's the one that really doesn't like Roger, who's the guy that's flying oh, the ship. Oh, I'm thinking Sherry. Sherry's the fragile one. Sherry's the fragile one who just she's going to work in the kitchen. You know, we don't want you <laughs> touching any buttons or being in charge of anything. Just go work in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, folks, this stuff even happens. In the future. (laughs) But yeah, Roger decides that he's going to be the one that flies the ship. And Dr. Kimberly does not like that because you're just an engineer. He's like, yeah, but it's all driven by computers. And and I know how to do all that stuff. So there's a bit of animosity there. You can tell they got this real love-hate thing going on, right? Which you have to have in these kind of stories. And then there's Billy, the mechanic. Oh, Lord. Let's get, we got a sound bite of her real quick. As Jeez. I said before, this is a shuttlecraft. It's not designed for long-range travel or re-entry. However, if I modify the propulsion system, we should be able to get enough power to slow her down for re-entry. If not, we'll all be dead before we know it anyway. So, barring any unforeseen meteor storm, I'd say we've got a 60-40 chance. And that's a whole lot better than they had back on L5. Yeah, fantastic. So that's her being calm. This is the calmest you get to her, hear her in the whole movie. She's basically your Ripley ripoff. I mean, to me, this movie screams alien ripoff in every form and fashion. Because it is built just like Alien. You know, taking over the ship, hiding in places, all these things. Except this is a little smarter alien than what we've seen in, in the Alien flicks. But this person here is obviously a Ripley wannabe. But... She actually looks like <laughs> I got wrote down that if Mark Boland, Bob Dylan, and Arnold Guthrie had a baby together, it looked like this lady, <laughs> which is uh, that's <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate, man. Yeah, like, Ma- Melissa Manchester, that's that's what you get. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then out of that, because they're trying to make light of everything, and Cal, like I said, he's kind of the the cool guy. We get the best line in the whole movie. Which kind of sounds like this. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> Should have been gone. You're not the one that made those chicken pot pies, are you? No. Long ago. I can't tell you how much better that makes me feel. 
You're not the one to make them chicken pot pies, are you? <laughs> what? Because because when when everything's dire and you have to have you still have to have the levity of knowing what you're eating. Right. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's just great, man. Thousands have just died, and you might not make it home. But he's trying to make a hookup right here. That's what's going on. Oh man. Well, he's pretty persistent through the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. And then you've got the the, the factor that we're forgetting about all of this. And that's that's the, 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 the secret weapon this movie has that, that most movies don't have. And that's the music <laughs> during the uh, important plot info that we kind of get. Check out this music, man. Oh, wait a minute. 24 hours at a maximum flight speed of 52,000 miles per hour. It will take 18 months and 3 days and 14 hours. Where do we fuel up for the trip? The nearest supply music, man. is Alpha 7, 120 hours from this point. What kind of food's on Alpha 7? She won't answer you. Why not? She's only programmed for my voice. Racist. No, she just has good taste. Yeah. Racist. What kind of... So yeah, this music, I mean, that, that's that's even bad for like, I mean, who made the choice to use this music at this point when you're hearing dialogue that's like, oh no, how long do they got to live? You get this... <laughs> it's like space calliope music. It's like, it's even like bad for like even low budget porn back in the 80s. It's, it's not even get that kind of quality. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't get better either. Yeah, it no, never gets better. It does not. Oh, man. Then we get uh, probably my favorite Billy rant, which is the mechanic who's talking about earlier. This is fantastic because she just, you heard her talk a while ago, and then it just turns into this. Like, this time you have to be angry. Well, here she goes. This is Roger. I'm going to need full power. She likes you. How long till she's ready, Billy? I can't get the main fusion reactor activated. And stop that Billy crap! (laughs) (laughs) Now I know she likes you. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready, Lieutenant. You'll be the first to know, Captain. (laughs) It's snappy. You know, hearing her without seeing her reminds me a lot of uh, Ma from uh, Friday the 13th 5. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just always angry and shouting for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. Get in here! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, here's something about this movie when you start watching it, too. This has got to be the worst designed internal part of the ship ever because there's no real doorways. They're just these cross spaces oh. to everything. It's and not like, like they're like tunnels. They're not even like like they're, yeah. they can't even stand up and walk in them. They have to just crawl through them. No, so even like delivering food and stuff, they're having to crawl on their hands and knees <laughs> to just get from room to room. It's like what? I mean, I was wondering about that because I'm like they, they, they were every time. I mean, hell, they may have had somewhat of a chance if they didn't have to crawl away from the creature. <laughs> you couldn't get away in time. Oh man. <laughs> So yeah, just just crazy stuff like that, man. Well, this is um, well, this is right when it comes to Billy, and uh, she's down there. Um, this yeah, Melissa Manchester <laughs> is in the engine room after she just talked to to the commander, <laughs> the the captain, and you know, she sees some ooze on the floor, right? So what do you do when you see some ooze on the floor? You stick your whole hand in it. I mean, not just like touch a little. I'm like stick your whole hand in it. That's just what you do, right? And for some reason, touching the ooze makes her jump up and grab a monkey wrench. I guess because she finally sees the alien. And she starts just whacking the alien. Now, you don't see her really hitting the alien. But apparently the alien don't like it. And he does a number on her, man. He he wipes her out. That alien just takes her out. 
in the dark, it looks like Shay looks like she's being attacked by an intergalactic tree branch. <laughs> it does have the uh, the old uh, Evil Dead kind of feel to it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Shot in reverse, <laughs> tentacles coming out, wrapping around, you know, all that good stuff. But I have to say, you know, you've got the 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 sque- I guess it's squeezing the blood out of it or whatever. Uh, at the end of the day, it's not a bad effect, man. They, I think they it's actually shot it, shot it pretty good. So that's where this movie, I kind of have to say, you know, the movie's got a little bit of heart, man. They're trying here. You know, they don't have a budget, but they're trying. And I, I, I appreciate that. Is it enough? Not yet, but we will see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so during this time, Sherry, who's the girl that's working in the kitchen, decides she's going to take Billy some food, right? So Sherry goes in and takes some food into the engine room. Guess what happens there? She sees some ooze on the floor. And what do you do when you see ooze on the floor? That's right, kids. Straight into it. You stick your whole hand in it. Whole hand. And then she kind of jumps up, freaks out, and she looks over in the corner, and yep, she sees Billy. And Billy's been like, I don't know, like everything's just been pulled out of her. Looks pretty awesome, actually. I thought that was a pretty well done effect. She looked almost mummified. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I had to say, all right, man, that looks pretty good. So, she kind of looked like Tommy Aldridge over there. (laughs) (laughs) So, at this point, Sherry takes off running. She goes back to Dr. Kimberly. And, wow, that's going on. And she's freaking out. Oh, I've just seen Billy's dead. And there's stuff in there. And I got stuff on me. Blah, blah, blah. And all this. And then, all of a sudden, it cuts back to our two captains who are partying down. And they're they're drunker than Cootie Brown, <laughs> and uh, so we get uh, we get this conversation where they're trying to call Doctor Kimberly and see what's going on, and <laughs> and we get this, and this is like, you know, when they tell people, "Hey, act like you're drunk." This is what you get when you say, "Act like you're drunk." Hello, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have much time, so listen and listen carefully. Sherry's just come back from the engine room and is hysterical. As far as I can tell, something has happened to Lieutenant Lynn and it had something to do with the slimy substance all over Sherry's pants. <laughs> That's a statement all in we itself. I've been a little suspicious of Billy's lesbian traits. <laughs> what? What did she do? I think she ripped off the intercom. How am I going to talk to her? Use emergency PA system. <laughs> <laughs> that's right folks you get excellent acting in these movies <laughs> <laughs> hello beautiful <laughs> doctor on the intercom <laughs> what does he say about it? She, had, she always had lesbianic tendencies or something <laughs> this is where Dr. Kim's had enough of their crap so she crossed through the tunnels again to get to the main computer and analyze what's this substance that's on this chick and uh, so we kind of get this. Why won't this thing answer me? It's only programmed for my voice. Well, that's real smart. What if you got killed? <laughs> Never thought of that. Just forget <laughs> it. You're the Just captain. Tell it to give me an answer. It's all right, Bernice. The following elements are from some unknown life form. Its molecular structure does not require oxygen to live. That's just great. Whatever that thing is, it polluted half our water supply. Did you try to get in touch with Lieutenant Lynn? She wouldn't answer. So, yeah. Well, that's just great. You know. (laughs) You're dealing with an alien that just is killing people on your ship. It's killed a bunch of people before. And that's the reaction. (laughs) That's just great. Oh, then we get Man. the highest piece of technology in this movie, which is the heat sensing monitor. Oh, I love this. I love this so much <laughs> because you can tell you can tell exactly. Well, it's heat sensing, but, uh, you know, it, it only I assume it's only picking up the heat on the like the red color. And the white one was what some kind of other uh, like pong ball. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to distinguish the difference between people and then the, the alien. So the white one was supposed to be the alien, I guess. But man, this thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks like a game of pong. It's, it's really, really bad. 
And you can tell it's literally just somebody with like a little pin light back behind there and they're just moving by hand because it doesn't move straight. <laughs> it's just kind of going all over the place. And you can tell they're saying, nope, a little more to the left. Little, nope, stop. Okay, go back a little. Okay, right there. Oh, man. So, so cheap. <laughs> so well, they, cheap. They, they trace it. Don't they trace the... Uh, the- what was it? They tr- they trace Sherry's like heat yeah. signature to wherever the uh, yeah. the she, creature. Well, she, Sherry, Sherry's in the lab, you know, where the doctor was, and she's just sitting there, and, the, and that creature is going to her, and they're telling her to go shut the door because that thing's coming in there, right? And, she, uh, she's almost like catatonic too, like she can't do it fast enough. Yeah, because she got some slime on her hand, man. That's what happens, you know. <laughs> So yeah, the the alien uh, goes in the lab, and uh, she gets actually a little bit smart and lively when it comes in there, because she could have got to the door in time, but she just didn't. Alien comes in there, she finds some acid. Actually, they tell her over the intercom, grab that acid, throw it on the, <laughs> throw it on it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm glad you just have the open container of acid laying around. <laughs> <laughs> so she grabs it, throws it on the alien. Well, guess what? It just makes the alien mad. Then in Sherry's dead. Should've been gone! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yellow Steve Perry. <laughs> so at this point, you know what's funny, though, is they, they oh. give you that false sense of hope that Cal will actually make it to her in time. Right, right. Yeah, he just takes off. Yeah, he's like completely like guinea pigging through those tunnels man, trying to get to her. Right. Yeah, well, because that's who he's trying to hook up with. It's his, uh, his last woman for all time, possibly. So, yeah, he's he's interested in getting to Sherry. And he makes a heck of an effort. And uh, he meets the, the creature. And uh, he's actually going in there with a laser gun. Now, smartest move in the whole movie so far. So why are we not using weapons, right? So, but uh, apparently the weapons just don't do any good. So there you go. Uh, this is the first guy that had any common sense of going in there and actually defending themselves. But this alien's a bad little dude, apparently. So shoots it. It doesn't do any good. Then uh, the creature starts chasing Cal down in the sewer tube and grabs a hold of him with his... <sighs> this really crappy... Almost looks like a, a meat tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, it's like a it's actually like a it's like a meat hook, but it's actually a hook made out of meat. <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> a literal, a literal meat, meat hook. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Dad Burn, we lose Cal, right? The guy you're kind of rooting for the whole time. Uh, so our choices, I think that's the problem with this, is the people that you want to survive don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we're left with our, our two that, that have the love-hate relationship, right? And so they're getting kind of crazy and catatonic and can't hold themselves. And next thing you know, guess what? The alien has a routine of how it, how it does things on this ship. So to repeat what it did earlier, once again... We're going to shut off the air supply. I'm all out of love. That's right. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right. Believing for so long. I'm all out of love. All out of air, actually. Uh, then they so at this point that's when they find out that the alien is actually controlling the ship. So you know you got your your computer get whiz that's going. Wait a minute, how's that even possible? How's this thing even controlling the ship? This must have been what happened back in the day when these other people got killed, right? So the two of them start researching the last crew, and that's when you get like four hours of football footage of them playing on the planet. And it just goes on and on and on. And then out of nowhere, there shows up another ship identical to their ship. Now, we were already told that this was not a long-range ship. Why is there another ship out here in the middle of nowhere if it's not a long-range ship, right? (laughs) It's like, where did it come from? And it's like a trucker talking on it. Uh, yeah, you got a little problem there. Uh, let's go see if you could uh, turn the left. And uh, <laughs> it's like a what? He doesn't sound official at all. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. And so he 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 gives them this order to hey, if you'll take your ship and turn it this certain direction, then that'll let us know that everything's okay because our communications are not working very well. So the alien makes the ship turn and go a different direction. 
And then we get the weirdest, uh, I guess you call it a temper tantrum, tantrum, because they, they're, I don't know if they're overacting or underacting. I can't put a finger on this scene right here. Uh, <laughs> folks, you can judge for yourself. It kind of goes like this. Damn it! Damn it! That son of a bitch thinks he's gonna kill us! The alien's playing keyboards, I guess. Oh, that's the best. When he's banging over that door. (laughs) It's like, we want you to be angry and bang on this door, but don't hit it too hard or it'll fall in. (laughs) So he's like really drawing back. It's like the force of him drawing back is harder than when he's going forwards and hitting the thing. It's just so awkward. So odd. Man. And these are the two we're stuck with, so get used yeah. to it, people. <laughs> and so to top that, to get them in even more trouble, the alien, uh, actually, what happens is the spaceship calls them back and goes, Hey, guys, uh, you may want to change directions. You're going right into a meteor shower. Now, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the meteor shower is my favorite thing in this entire movie. Yeah, it, that is, that's bad when that's the highlight. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Now, we've all grown up watching sci-fi stuff, and we've seen meteor showers, right? This is not a meteor shower. This is a chocolate chunk shower. <laughs> so I can Dude, it out. looks like people are off-screen throwing rocks at a toy. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was big chunks of chocolate. I mean, it was just like, this doesn't look like rocks at all. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, the, the, and what's happening is they drive in there, but the alien uses a force field to keep the, the rocks from destroying the ship. Wow. So, maybe the alien's not so bad after all. <laughs> Now's where the movie just really starts getting weird. Like, it hasn't been weird enough. But it seems like we're going down this path, and we're like, okay, we got a little horror flick going on. It's going to be survival of the fittest. Who's going to survive? And then it just really changes because at this point, we got some starvation going on. They're about to die. You know, they're running out of food. And then Roger puts on a a colostomy bag on his face (laughs) (laughs) and goes and finds some food in another part and comes back with all things soup. And he goes into this this whole spiel about soup. It's like this right here. Let's see here. Oh, there's a French delicacy. Campbell's tomato. Campbell's tomato. How about tomato? (laughs) Of course, there's always that favorite. Campbell's tomato tomato. Tomato tomato. Probably wondering if I'm related to the Campbell's of Campbell's soup. No, we're not. <laughs> Actually, it was my great-great-great-grandfather who founded the company back in the late 1800s. Unfortunately, he lost it all in a gambling game in the Badlands of South Dakota. Dakota. I remember the night well. There was a cold wind blowing in from the north. And I Are you a pirate now? <laughs> You've been a good boy, Uncle. It's just... Again, you're gonna go out there, Rocky, and you're gonna give him the best tomato tomato soup ever. <laughs> Don't be <It's>, a bum. <laughs> it's just the whole the whole Campbell. I thought this that little scene was cheesy enough with him, you know. Oh, I'm Captain Campbell, <laughs> but then he goes off in that whole thing. And I'm like, what in the hell is this tangent? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just again, just the dialogue. You know, you've got endless shots of this spaceship flying through space, which mean absolutely nothing. You get this dialogue that they're trying to show that there's there's rekindling this relationship, I guess. The acting is not super terrible, but it's bad. It's just kind of there. I mean, there's... I don't even know how to really describe it. This movie is missing it on so many... And it's trying. It's just not executing at all. So when they're eating the soup... 
the alien decides to do some he, some human research, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, I love this. He gets into human history. You're in human history, and you know how he learns all that? He starts reading Bible scriptures and learning to talk. <laughs> that's right, folks. We got an alien that's reading Bible <laughs> scripture, scriptures and learning to talk so it can communicate with people. Gypsy. Even though it didn't think about this a long time ago when it just started killing everybody before. <laughs> Very weird, man. Very weird. Well, they, well they, they, they go through every little thing he's, he's learning, and they show that he can learn any religion, and he can learn any time period. and yeah. uh, It's just <laughs> something yeah. else. But, but they can mon- aren't they monitoring the fact that he's learning? Well, yeah, they can see that what he's doing because he's pulling it up on the main computer so they can see it in the computer room. So they decide to go and confront the alien, right? They say, well, okay. This <laughs> As you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, they go in there and they plan on killing the alien, I guess. Actually, I think uh, our hero actually tries to grab the star crystal and he just freezes him in spot, which really looks bad because he didn't really freeze him. It's just a dude stopping and you can see everything's still moving. Yeah. And then they start having this conversation. <laughs> and, and let me go ahead and say right now that when the alien talks, it is the longest drawn out words and sentences ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, and like we said, he looks like a slimy 80s glow worm and his name is Gar. We find out his name is Gar. He pins them against the walls and he starts, you know, talking about, oh, well, I didn't mean to kill everybody. You would have too, though. I think I've got a clip of him talking. Let's see here. What do you want? You say he needs to go to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's the way he talks, right? It sounds like a, I don't know, a really bad Yoda. (laughs) That's kind of what I got from it. I kind of got like almost a uh, like Jim Henson creature effect gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's again the movie tries, but it's just it's not making it here at all. So you know when it comes down to it. This is where the movie takes this weird turn because he decides that he tells him the story of he apologizes for killing the crew. Uh, he needs the ship to get home, and then they become friends. So well, he tells him though he's like, he's like they're like how do, how do we know we can trust you and he's like because I would have never done anything to your idiot friends if they hadn't attacked me. Right, but you but killed all I those people before. Tr- <laughs> exactly. So I don't know how true that actually is. Yeah. So, but you were right. They they do become friends, and this is the weirdest 10, 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it it, just, it took such a hard left turn right here. You're like, what just happened? Did we miss, I don't know, an extra 20 minutes in this movie? Because this just really doesn't make any sense at all. Because it becomes like an episode of ALF. I mean... <laughs> Dude, they, 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 he and the alien are actually playing like like chess together. Yeah, Parcheesi or something, and, and one of them says, what is, and the alien even says, why does he have to be such a jerk? I mean, it's just like, what? <laughs> well, so, and there's also, yeah, because I mean, at the end, like, you see, it's almost, it is just like Alf, you know how, like, yeah. they're trying to get something serious done, and Alf does something, and they they shake their finger, and I'm, oh, Alf. Exactly. Because, like, he's trying to fix something mechanical, and he go, he's reaching for the tools, and the alien's levitating the tools next to him. Yeah. <laughs> What oh, the hell come is on, this? Come on, Gar. You know I'm trying to work on this. Hey, I'm just trying to help. I mean, it's this kind of silliness, man. You know, what? They, you got these montages. Like you said, they're playing board games. They're eating together. Just shenanigans going on. Oh, and, yeah. When they're eating together, if, I don't know if you noticed, but when they're all three of them are eating, um, uh, the girl, I forget her name, is Catherine? Yeah. Dr. something. Dr. Yeah. What? <laughs> Whenever she's whenever she's eating, you see you see yeah you see Gar actually levitating some salt her direction because she grabs it out of the out of the air. Like he is such a little prankster, man. I mean, too bad he like violently murdered their friends, but I mean, sucked really- the blood out of them. I mean, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll pass you the salt. 
it's just the weirdest thing man ever this this movie just waylaid me not to mention in the middle of all this you get a flash of another ship that comes by this has got some solo cups you know glued to the top of a tv tray <laughs> it comes <laughs> flying by i'm like where is where's the consistency with this movie at all <laughs> You got some highlight moments that kind of work. The death scenes are really cool. You got a little tension going on with the spaceship, you know, the space station blowing up. And then it just takes this hard turn where oh, the, the music, the, 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 the effects, the, the, the ALF story. So weird, man. So weird. Man. And I think, I mean, so far, I would say this is the weirdest thing we've probably talked about on the show. Absolutely. And and it shouldn't be. I mean, <laughs> you talk about movies that you feel like, okay, that, that really just went a different direction. This one really goes another direction, <laughs> without a doubt. That would be like if at the end of Child's Play, like they all got started getting along with Chucky. Like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> right. No, we know you just murdered like half the preschool, but you know, oh, it is Charles. what it is. <laughs> That'd be the second movie. Oh, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. And so that ship that's coming by, he decides that the alien decides he's going to let them go and board that other ship and make it on the way home, and he's going to stay on that ship and float off into space, right? That's the kind of friend he is. So he's still going to try to get back home to Mars. I don't even have an explanation for that. It's just a weird way to end the movie. No, it almost, weird... it almost seemed like he was displaced. Like he was, you know, he, that's all he wanted was to get back. Yeah. But he went, he went about it through the, the worst ways possible. Absolutely. So, you know, you could say that's probably the weirdest or the worst way to end the movie, but no, there's a worse way to end this movie. And it kind of goes like this with the theme song at the end of the movie. Beautiful <laughs> song goes like this. It's funny because they show the girl's name that sung it, but she also goes by another name. <laughs> yeah, well, because well, it said her real name, but then it said like, ah, oh, it was a weird one too. Like, like her, her her stage, stage name, name was something Sadia, something was like, like that. <laughs> yeah, it was very different. But uh, I did, I do like that. Wasn't that first credit that pops up is the actual uh, singer? <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was like before they showed anything else, before you got to see credits or anything, they wanted you to know who was singing the song you were currently right. listening to. Yeah, because it's so awesome. <laughs> Crystal love star. <laughs> Made of salt and minerals and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was weird. It's like, are she, is she giving us the uh, like the ingredients for like <laughs> concentrated dark matter? What the hell is she doing? Oh, man. So, folks, there you go. Uh, that is Star Crystal. In a in a baked potato shell. <laughs> oh, well, if, if only those guys, if only those guys in their, uh, you know, their British knights and their fanny packs would have taken that alien away from his planet, they could have avoided a lot of deaths. <laughs> British knights, BKs. <laughs> oh man, check this Joker out, but uh, uh, it's not really recommended. <laughs> No, um, would you like what were, did you ever once say what were they thinking like when you were watching this? I mean, I did, but I mean, yeah, I was, I was it, thinking, yeah, why couldn't you cut this thing down about 40 minutes? Because <laughs> it really could have been cut down. Oh, big time, man. Uh, that was its biggest flaw. Its biggest flaw was this runtime. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the whole. The whole misconception. I, I guess I can see where they were trying to show that, 
you know, when people are scared and they're willing to do desperate things. But if we all can learn to love each other, then we'll all get along just fine. I guess that's what it's they like, were going for. But they're like, I know we have our differences and I will kill you, but why, why can't we just be friends? Right. <laughs> Literally, they took the idea of let's make a movie like Alien, but then also a movie like E.T. I mean, that's really what they're trying to do. And Lord knows we've already had that because it was called Mac and Me. And that's the only one we needed. There's only room for one, and that's Mac and me. <laughs> for me, I, when I, I was just like, well, the beginning of the movie, the first half of the movie, like, what were they thinking with making everybody so angry and yelling all the time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so come on, man. I don't need that. <laughs> it's like they gave them a background for these characters that we don't really need because we haven't been around them that long. We don't need to know. And they, that. Don't, they don't last very long. <clears throat> Not at all, man. You know, Billy has what maybe three minutes of screen time, and she's out. Well, the uh, the girl that the blonde girl at the beginning, before her, the space space station blows up, she's the only person in this movie who uh, I've seen in other things, right? And and she's in the, she's on screen for what maybe a minute? Yeah, not long at all. Good lesson I learned from a bad movie is you never throw your beer on an angry tree branch. <laughs> I said, never stick your whole hand in goo. <laughs> You think in space that would be even more of a rule? Sure. That's like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, space travel 101. Don't stick your hand in goo. How would you upgrade this? I don't know that you can. <laughs> Burn the film. <laughs> I, I have two. I have two ways. We need more talk about weird space food. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like when they talk about going to that planet and like the protein packs they're going to eat and stuff, and <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. why are we? This has gone on way too long, but also an upgrade uh, less of the soundtrack. I I could have done without a lot of the because it never really stops throughout the entire movie. I know it. And so, sometimes you know even John Williams like really great composer sometimes will be like all right well we're not gonna have music here. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of this keyboard guy that plays down at the the do drop in. <laughs> you know who's who's got that crank? He's got that Casio cranked up to ten, man. He's just belting out some tunes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um. Where would you put this on the bus? <sighs> it's close to the back, man. I mean, it is. I, it's it, it, yeah, it's, and it's not because it's so bad. It's just because it's it's just lacking so much. Uh, you know, it's got some points that keep it from being in the very back, but it's not a good movie. I mean, I put you, it in the very back for sure. Wow. Yeah, just because I mean, and and I think the only other movie that we've done that to is Battlefield Earth. But yeah, yeah. Um, but the yeah. thing with this one is, is as opposed to a movie like Blood Salvage, where so my biggest problem with this movie was the runtime and just how how yeah. scenes just seemed to like go on and on, and there was yeah. no resolution or anything happening. And at least with a movie like Blood Salvage, I didn't put it in the very back because you get things like My Torino, and exactly. you get really you get you you know even though it's long and drawn out, you get some great things. So. You actually but, enjoyed some of the movie, whereas here you don't enjoy any of this. No, no. I, I, I honestly didn't. I could watch this again maybe like in a party setting with friends, but it's not something I think I would go out of my way to watch again. Yeah, it's just real drab, and it shouldn't be because there's some potential there. It just it just doesn't do it. So, yeah, I, I say next to last seat for me, but uh, all the way in the back makes sense because <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I debated after watching, and I really debated that. I was like, "This isn't the worst thing we've watched," but no. at the same time, it, it didn't have it, like with me, Battlefield Earth and this. Neither one of them have redeeming qualities enough to make me like. Right. And one thing they both have is that stupid laugh in the middle of it. Where they just go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they have that going for them, where they're kind of the same. Uh, you know, the alien sometimes looks. You kind of go, "Okay, I can see what they were going for." It doesn't look bad, and then you see it again, you go. Yeah, that looks bad, <laughs> you know? So that's what I mean. Just the consistency of the thing is, I don't know. It, it's just all over the place. We're spending way too much talking about this movie, man. It's just, we are. It's, we it's are. A, it's a turd, I mean, basically. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of, that, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, but like we said, hey, it's on YouTube it's, right. in its entirety. Yep. If you don't believe us, check it out. <laughs> 
I mean, according, I, I saw some other YouTube videos pop up next to it where I guess people have a, a pretty decent fondness for this movie. So, I mean, maybe listen to their, you know, their uh, opinions and stuff too and see if it's something you might want to watch. Yeah, don't listen to the lies, people. <laughs> no, no. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Well, how about chains? Boy, howdy, are you in luck? <laughs> I'm Cootie. My name is X, and you might know us from the wildly successful Kiss the Goat podcast. But when we're not drinking fine white wine and helling Satan, we're watching animal attack movies. Holes in the ozone layer. Giant rodents. Packs of wild creatures roaming the streets in search of the most dangerous prey humanity join us and a special guest animal expert i'm gonna have your health inspector badge grabowski hi i'm allison <laughs> i tried a lot of stuff you never smashed an ant and smelled it every other thursday on the food chain where nature runs amok and mankind is always on the menu that's the Food Chain, exclusively on the Legion Podcast Network. Animal attack, bitches! Fuck yeah. Hey, you guys! Alright, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. Hey, like we said... You can check this movie out if you want to, if you don't uh, think that it could be that bad of a movie. And you may like it. I mean, it does have some qualities. And like I was telling Johnny just a while ago, I was trying throughout this episode to bring out some of the redeeming qualities, but there's just not enough. Uh, it, it's just, it just falls flat. And uh, I'm kind of glad I got to see it because... <laughs> well, you heard the things we talked about in this movie. It's worth talking about. It's just not worth seeing. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's well. There are a lot of movies like that, that we're going to come across, especially in this, you know, in, in the bad movie genre of just movies that when you would talk about them with friends and stuff, they are really entertaining and funny, but the movie itself isn't. No, <laughs> so it, it it should be. I mean, it, it it again, it's just a it's a it's a mind blower that this thing is doesn't fall one way or the other. It should be so ridiculous that it's funny. Or so bad that it's funny and it's neither. <laughs> hey, man. don't forget to check us out, man. Our own Legion podcast. Check out all the other shows on there. You heard some advertisements through this show. Uh, we're just tickled to kind of get back doing this, man. And even if the movies are bad, we're having an awesome time. I love it. Yeah. So tons of fun. And uh, we're going to be cranking out some more stuff. So just keep your ears to the road because we'll be cranking out a lot of stuff for you. So and Johnny, as always, send oh, us your suggestions and stuff, too. Absolutely. Yep. Get on the page. Kind of tell us, hey, check this movie out. We'll give it a shot. We're going to line up a bunch of guests coming up really soon, too. So keep your ears peeled for that as well. And we're just going to have a big old time with this. This is this is a lot of fun. Who would think that bad movies would be so fun? They <laughs> <laughs> uh, <it> really are. <laughs> <laughs> or they're really not. It's just a matter of how you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then we're going to get on out of here. We'll see you folks later. Adios. Peace. Always remember you. Goodbye. In space with a stranger, we do what we believe in. Safety or danger, there's no place left to hide. We try.